feeling better, looking better, making life better. It's Life Tips. Life, life, life. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life tips. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tip Show, everyone. Byron White here with Jody Gold. Jody, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited to talk about both pleasure and escape, and, and, and even better, guilt guilt-free pleasure and escape. Jody, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, besides being on Oprah and ABC Worldwide News and some of your other celebrity undertakings, tell us about down in the trenches. What is life for you? What is life like for you down in the trenches? What do you actually do besides write these wonderful books? Yeah, well, I don't. I don't spend most of my time on television. I have to say, uh, I have to tell you, um, unless you know, I write a book like this one. But um, what what I do is, I'm a journalist and I'm a writer, and I do a lot of research. I am not uh, a psychologist. I am not a professor. So all the information that I get from my books, and this particular book, uh, especially, is by interviewing and researching. And uh, I usually have a question, and uh, I. I tend to answer the questions in my book, and that's that's what it is. It comes from curiosity, and I was curious about this topic, and that's what this is all about. Fascinating that that you would want to dive into this topic, uh, you know, given that background. Let me ask you a question about who you wrote the book for, because that's quite interesting to me. When I first looked at the book, I I thought that maybe it was written almost for for psychiatrists or psychologists or counselors or people helping with people with, with, you know, these incredible challenges they have. But the more I dug in, the more I think you're genuinely trying to show and guide people, uh, you know, into understanding what... What, what opportunities are available to them? Who, who, is the, who is the target audience? Oh, this is not at all for, for, um, for professionals and people um, uh, and, and clinicians. This is for regular people like myself. It's, it's for people who uh, may have experimented with drugs in the past, as I, as I did. Uh, people like me who now don't do drugs but enjoy a glass of wine or two with dinner or with friends. And I am not an addict. Uh, but it's also for people who might have addictive behavior or know someone who does or is in recovery. So it's for all these people. And those people are, search- are hopefully searching for other ways where they can get a strong, uh, uh, happy uh, life and pleasure and escape, but in a natural way and in a way that won't put them in jeopardy or their loved ones in jeopardy. So that's who this book is written for. Were you inspired by any people around you with the writing of this book? Have you seen problems happen with, with, with addiction, painful things that have happened to either you or your friends, and was that an inspiration to you? Well, I have written about addiction before. I did I, uh, alcoholism, actually. I wrote a book uh, about women in recovery and specifically about how, how this is a problem that's affecting more and more women. Um, and I also, you know, have known people who've had addiction problems. Thank goodness no one um, in my family. Uh, most of the people I know actually are, are recreational um, uh, drug and alcohol users. I know people who smoke pot, and they do it because it relaxes them and makes them more creative. Um, and it's not something that I do. As I said, my, uh, my favorite uh, is wine. And that's really all I do. I just love to have a glass of wine at the end of the day with dinner, and I think there's nothing wrong with it. And what I really want to emphasize to people is that they shouldn't shame themselves. Um, if If they have this craving and if they have what I call a universal drive to have an altered state of consciousness to get high, that it's actually what I found out, a natural and historical uh, uh a drive that we all have, a craving that we all have, and it's been going on since the dawn of time. That's good news for all of us, Jody. Do you think that yes. there is is really uh, uh, a, a level of concern, however, that you have, uh, you know, with with regards to substance abuse? You know, when do you enter the danger zone, in your opinion? I wanted to emphasize as much as I'm saying that I, that I do know people who who have indulged in in smoking pot or or what what have you that this should not be done by anybody who is 
first of all, underage, a teenager because it affects their brain, who is an addict, of course, or who's in recovery. They should stay away from all that stuff. They should stay away from the wine. They should stay away from the pot. So that I have to just preface it by saying. And it reaches a danger point because addiction is a, is a disease of the brain. And what happens is we, we have this reward center that lights up when we do pleasurable things. If it's drugs and alcohol, it'll light up for that. But if it's meeting with friends, going playing sports, playing music, writing, drawing, uh, exercising. There are other ways that we can ignite this reward system in our brain and get a stronger, longer-lasting, and, of course, healthier pleasure. And that's what, that's what I'd like to emphasize to people. There are other ways that we can do, that we can find pleasure and escape because life can be painful. We all experience tragedies. We all experience pain, physical, emotional. And it's natural that we want to escape that, but there are ways to do it that are healthy. Do you feel like you can uh, change easily once you understand these elements of of uh, of what's happening in, in substance abuse and addiction? What do you think the catalyst for change is in somebody? Maybe that's a good way to ask the question. Oh, I think it's different for each individual. Uh, some Some people just decide to... You know, they've had enough, they're going to stop, and they stop. But most people do require some kind of help and some kind of support. And that could be a 12-step program. It could be a rehab. Uh, People need support, and it's okay to ask for help. So sometimes it takes hitting rock bottom, um, which people, I've interviewed many people who tell me horror stories about how, you know, they've nearly killed themselves or killed others. Um, And that was the the event that, that... that change their lives and help them get on the straight and narrow. So it's different for each person. It depends on how deep they are into their, their addiction or their, or their drug and alcohol problem. It's different for everyone. But once you change and once you see that you can get pleasure and you can get escape and you can uh, be happy without substances, then I think the change can be permanent and long-lasting. And you'll certainly live longer. It's proven. Studies have proven. Before we get into some of the principles, uh, I want to just ask you about the, the general mm-hmm. concept of, of achieving a high, if you will, um, sure. w- without with uh, you know a, a, a guilt-free and drug-free high. <laughs> um, right. Why don't people know how to do that? Why aren't they? Uh, why haven't Why haven't we learned to achieve that high in the same way that we do uh, a wine high or a marijuana high? Oh, I actually think that people do know how to do it, and I actually think that people are doing it. Um, they, I did a, stir, a survey for this book of about 450 people, asking them what their favorite natural high was, and the, the response was uh, tremendous. And I and there there was the top three were laughter was number one, which kind of surprised me. I didn't think laughter would be number one. I thought maybe sex was, but that was number two, and the third most pleasurable natural high for people was connecting tied with creating and that could be music dance art writing whatever it is that 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 you like to do that's creative um so i think people do know how to do it and i think people are doing it it's what we want to do is to to get the people who tend to go towards the substances we want to sort of swave them and pivot them in the, in, in the more natural direction of those that you listed a second ago, I noticed that mm. helping other people was not on the list. Was that one of the choices that you asked people? Oh, absolutely. That's that's on the list. That's giving. That's being of service to others, and that is one of one of the most important uh, pleasure principles. They're all important, actually, and that's that's a huge one. Um, and in fact, I just had an experience the other night. I was at an award ceremony with my uh, daughter, who got an award for her work with autistic kids. And she was in a group of seven other people who did things such as uh, giving food to the homeless, helping seniors to get to where they need to go, feeding them, uh, being coaches of basketball teams. And the one woman who stood up who, who was a recovering addict and has now devoted her life to helping other addicts get get off and get on the straight and narrow. She actually said in her acceptance speech, she said, now that I've been doing this for the last five years, this is the very best high that I have ever experienced in my life. And that was my point exactly in the book. Giving to others 
it encourages us to make new friends. Uh, it helps us feel less isolated. It actually physically helps us to live longer, studies have shown. It increases our self-esteem and self-confidence. Of course, what gets lost when you're an addict, you become isolated except for hanging with other people and fellow drug users. And your, your self-esteem and your self-confidence confidence just boosts and it, and it buffers us against stress. So giving to others is one of the best things that you can do um, to achieve a great high and happiness in your life. We've learned so much in the last five years or certainly 10 years about the brain and how it works and what motivates the brain to do things. What do you think the biggest motivators are uh, that, that will help us bridge this gap between guilt-free, guilt-free pleasures and, and, uh, and, and dangerous substances? Well, from what I understand from, from neurologists and people who study addiction, it's, it's the triggers and it's being, being able to develop resilience. And uh, what happens is, as I said before, when we, when we experience something pleasurable, whether it's getting high through chemicals or alcohol or doing natural stuff like uh, riding a bicycle or, or painting, um, we, we want to do it again and we want to, we want to re-experience it. If you're on drugs and alcohol, you, you do it again, but of course you don't feel as good as you did the first time, and then you have to do more, and then you have to do even more, and then you have to do even more. So one glass of vodka turns into two, into three, into a bottle. And so it, it has to do with triggers. You want to recreate that same pleasure that you got. Um, the same thing can happen when we, when we do something that's fun. Um, when we exercise, for instance, um, we create natural endorphins, natural hormones um, in the brain that are exactly like opiates. They're natural opiates. Um, so people you know are, quote-unquote, addicted to running because they have this runner's high that we've all heard about it. Well, it's a real thing, um, and they keep doing it, and they, they can't go a day without their, their morning or afternoon run. There's a reason for it. They want, they want that brain buzz. There are different types of highs out there, right? And we tend to seek them. Mm-hmm. When you developed yeah. your principles, are these similar? Are they different types of highs that one can create? Well, they all create the same feeling of pleasure, actually. I mean, one thing they all have in common is that they reduce stress. And in some cases, they make us healthier by, by uh, strengthening our immune system, lowering our blood pressure. Um, that happens when we connect with other people, when we bond. Um, so, so that's what they all have in common. Um, it just makes us feel better um, in, in different ways. So you can pick the one that, that fits best for you. You don't have that, or you can combine them. Many of the, the pleasure principles are, are sort of a co- combination. Um, when you're giving to others or being part of a, a volunteering in a community, well, you're connecting which is one of the, the pleasure principles. Connecting is bonding with family, friends, or your community. So you sort of can do both. If you, let's say, join a, a charity walk or a bike ride or a run, well, you're doing exercise, which is one of the pleasure principles, and you're also giving. So you're combining the two. So I encourage people to, to combine them, to pick one that they like. Uh, not everybody likes to exercise. It's, it's you know, like... Bruce Springsteen, not everybody's born to run. So I always tell people, find something you like doing. For men, they like team sports. Join a pickup game, a basketball, a baseball game, uh, even playing fantasy sports. You know, I know that's a big thing for a lot of guys. That's a way to connect. That's a way to, to be involved with sports. Um, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be running. You can bike. Spinning is my thing. That's my. I love to spin. Um, I'm not a runner. I don't like to run. But spinning gets my heart pumping. Anything that gets the the heart pumping will create those those great endorphins that that make us feel great. You know, one of the one of the problems we have is is we try to talk our minds into this uh, way of thinking, is mm-hmm. that. It's it's difficult to you know talk myself into hey you know what are you going to do this afternoon Byron I'm going to go work on lowering my blood pressure you know it's like right. I'm going to I'm going to go work on decreasing my stress level you know it's like really 
You know, not really, you know, whereas it is more exciting to go climb a mountain, perhaps, right? Oh, or, exactly. You know, and of course, that's the rush we get from, from substances is, you know, I'm going to go to a party and, you know, I'm going to, you know, have a drink with a friend or, you know, you know, exactly. spark it up and listen to some tunes. I mean, that sounds connecting. That sounds interesting. You know, that's, a, that's something outside of my normal day in life. Right. So, and that's so how- exactly what you, the way you should think. Of it. You shouldn't think that's the benefits are something you just get. That's, 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 yeah. you know, you don't have to think about the benefits. You could think about it. Really, it's just having fun. I mean, one of the pleasure principles is celebrating. And that has to do, uh, that, that can be involved, uh, with getting together with friends and laughing, going to a stand up comedy show, going, uh, watching a great, uh, comedy, a, a movie that that makes you laugh. Um, just as I said, get, getting out of the friends, going over, looking at old photographs, going over old times, you know, teasing one another. That's why laughter is one of the top natural highs. Celebrating can be going on a vacation. Um, we absolutely are one of the most vacation-deprived countries. I mean, it's really sad. We get two weeks if we're lucky. Uh, Europe gets about thirty days of uh, paid leave. Um, imagine that America. Um, and the sad thing about Americans too, even though we get two weeks, we don't take all our vacation. There's uh, a study that, that showed that, that most people leave four days of unused vacation time. Well, use it, people. Go and, and just unwind, relax, have fun, celebrate, celebrate your life. And, and don't, you don't have to think about the, the, you know, the physical benefits you're getting. You don't have to think that you're going to live longer if you relax a little bit, if you restore your mind, your body, your spirit. Just do it because you enjoy it. Uh, so that's what I say. So you're absolutely right on the mark there. Let's take a break. When we come back, I am going to be your worst possible uh, reader and fan, and and you are going to walk you're going to walk me through the logic of all your six core principles, and I'm going to be the devil's advocate here, the the, okay. the the person that does not want to do that. Let's take a quick break. Back in just a minute, everybody. Life tips will be right back after this short break. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. 
Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. All right, Judy. Thank you so much yes. for being on the show today. I'm very excited to come back to this interview. Are you ready? Oh, I hope I'm giving you what you need. <laughs> Let's go to principle number one, move. I am a person that uh, has uh, bad concentration problems. I am not yeah. physically moving all the time. My yeah. memory is foggy. Yeah. I just lounge out and play video games all day. Help me. Yeah, join, join most of the world. I mean, you're not alone. Um, I know so many people just don't like, they hate, I don't like to call it exercising, and that's why I call it moving. It does not have to be exercise. It doesn't have to be going to a gym. You know, there's the great outdoors. I don't know where you live. I live in New York City. We don't have so much of the great outdoors, but we have a little bit. We have a, you know, a little uh, track right by the Hudson River, which is a beautiful place to ride your bike. You can walk. I mean, walking is moving. Um, you can step it up a notch by tying uh, some ankle weights underneath your uh, pants and just using, you know, using that to give you a little bit of a, a, of a cardio boost. You could park farther away from the shopping center that you go to. Um, so you have to walk a little bit more. You can use the stairs instead of the escalator and the elevator. There are ways to move that uh, you don't even realize. Just, you know, even walking fast to, to catch a bus. Um, yeah, we, we move in so many ways that we don't even realize it in, in our lives. But as I say, combining the, the pleasure principles is good. Get a buddy. I would do it with, if you really hate to do stuff, walk with a group. Have a walking group. Do it in the morning. Do it after work. Whenever it's best for you, whenever you want to do it. Don't force yourself and don't do anything that, that you don't want to do. You can get a jump rope for people who don't, again, hate gyms, don't want to do the crowd thing. You can do it by yourself. Uh, get a rope. Three minutes. One of the best cardio boost you can you can do it does and it really doesn't cost a lot and you talked about getting the rush of adventure uh thrill sports that's one of that's one of the best things you can do if you're a thrill seeker skiing surfing skateboarding zip lining scuba diving rock climbing doesn't get much higher than that go and climb a mountain Fantastic. I'm, I'm almost convinced. And, 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 <laughs> Still not you, getting up, huh? <laughs> I'm almost convinced. But you got to it in the end, and that is, what's my reward? Can yeah. you describe how you feel and how your life gets better? What's my, what's my high going to be if I start moving in new and interesting and creative ways? I talked about already about the endorphins. That's absolutely going to happen. I mean, there was one marathoner, and I'm 
believe me, not saying that people should do marathons because I would never do it. But um, one marathon I talked about after the after the race, she saw a puppy and broke into tears, and that is really the, the hormones kicking in. Um, that can happen. Does you don't have to run 50 miles. That can happen just when you when you as take a bike ride. Um, if you like to lift weights, you're going to find that your body's changing. How about that for a reward? You're getting stronger. You're you're building your bone density, which is so important for for women. And there's studies that show that we can actually that weightlifting, especially for women, actually boosts their moods as we get older. Uh, in addition to building the bone density, we're able to lift our, our grandchildren up, uh, open jars for ourselves. That's a reward, um, and it also helps re- reduce depression and stress in seniors. And that's cannot tell you how important that is. A lot of seniors feel depressed and isolated. Um, lifting weights does it, and working out does it. And you don't have to do it a lot. Twenty minutes, uh, twenty minutes a day is 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 a good start if you can. Do more, great, but you again, do not have to go to a gym to do it. You can do it anywhere. That's a reward. Your self-esteem, your self-confidence will will, will increase because you'll look better and you'll feel better. And guess what? You're going to live longer too, yeah, you know, barring any any uh, pre-existing conditions and diseases, but, you, but it'll certainly help. All right, let's jump. Pretty good job there, Jody. I'm, I'm, starting, to, I'm starting to get it here. <laughs> I'm just uh, making a little headway, yeah. Principle number two, restore. Oh, now, let's suggest that I'm Don't not play. into yoga, which, by the way, I am. But anyway, I just could not convince myself to tell you that. Um, meditation, Ooh, prayer. Uh, yeah. Meditation, prayer, acupuncture. Not mm-hmm. a chance, let's suggest. Restore? Uh, now, does television count as restore? You know, uh, why can. Does, why does it rest- can, but you can't you can't sit on the couch and watch TV all day. I mean, it really, you know, you could watch TV to, to a little bit. You, it, especially if you watch a show that you love. I mean, you know, I'm I'm hooked on some of these some of these shows like Homeland and uh, and Silicon Valley and and they uh, Silicon Valley makes me laugh. So that's that's one of the pleasure principles, and and that can be restorative, just as long as you don't do it all day. You got to get off the couch, obviously. But and yoga. I do it too. Um, meditation is one of the best things you can do. I know it's hard. I wrote a book about it. I wrote Your Brain on Yoga with a neurologist from Harvard. And guess what? Studies after study after study shows that 20 minutes is all you need to just empty your mind, which is one of the hardest things for us to do, especially I'm speaking as a New Yorker. It's really tough. But you can do it. You just breathe. For 20 minutes, start off slow. If you can't do it for 20 minutes, start with five and build up. But it reduces again. It reduces your blood pressure. It makes you smarter. They're actually they're doing it in schools now. It helps with uh, soldiers coming back with with uh, post traumatic stress. Um, it's absolutely proven to help. Um, and I know it's hard to do because it's it's even hard for me to do, but I try. And yoga is tremendous. If you can't or you don't want to do any of those those things, prayer. Reflection. If you don't, it doesn't have to be at a church, synagogue, mosque, or temple. You can just take time to sit and reflect on what you're grateful for in life, on on good things. So you're breathing, reflecting a few minutes of that every day. I can't tell you what that does to your to your spirit. See uh, now, this just, is this, this is sounding pretty good, Jody, because mm-hmm, it looks like mm-hmm. I can watch TV all day, but if I get up for 20 minutes and, and go for a walk around the block, things are good. But, but sadly, we have to go on to some other principles here. Principle, okay. principle number sure. three is connect, uh, yeah. bonding with family, friends, and community, and you know, fending off depression and loneliness. I mean, one of the problems that we, that mm-hmm. we, that we see is mm-hmm. this sort of inward focus, cell phone, mobile-friendly you know, right. the, 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 the mobile phone is my world. I don't mm, really need people. Yeah. I don't need to connect know, with people. Too. You know, and, and so tell us about that. How do we battle this problem? What, what kind of connection are we talking about here? Well, I'm sorry to say it, and I know I love my smartphone as much as the next person, but you do have to unplug. Um, and, and you can connect. People are connecting through Facebook and social media and, and uh, Instagram or Snapchat. I mean, that's a connection, but you do have to meet face-to-face, um, and you have to spend time 
real time, in real time with your friends and family to get the full effect of the pleasure principle. And connection is one of the most important things that you can do. There, there was a study that was done. Um, I know I always go, to, go back about how, how health, healthy it is to do all this stuff. There, I don't know if you've heard about the Rosetta study. It was done in the 50s by a professor. It was a, a group of uh, Italians moved um, to Pennsylvania, and they set up a community there. And it was the 50s, so they didn't, this was before people thought about eating, you know, farm-to-table whole foods. And they were eating steak and potatoes and starch and lard, and they were eating all the wrong things, even though they were Mediterraneans. And they weren't exercising. They were like you. They are watching TV all day. Um, but the study showed that no one under 55 died of a heart attack, um, over 55, rather, died of a heart attack. And they were living longer, this group of of people that were being studied were living longer and doing all the wrong things. Why? Turns out that they were connecting with each other as family. They were they were living in multicultural groups with with people of all different ages. They were going to church together. They were eating dinners together. They were spending time with each other, and that was the key factor, the connection factor that helped them to live longer. And it's one of the most important things that we can do. It's fun to connect with people and get together with people, not just, you know, not just uh, text. It can be fun. And that's been shown in other places. In California, they are also wondering why these people, they did a study, a long-term study for decades. People were all 90 and above. Why are they living so long? The scientists wanted to find out. Uh, well, they were playing bridge, which we know is good for the brain. That's a great thing to do. But... It wasn't the brain activity um, that was that was helping them live longer. It was the fact that bridge is a social activity. They were getting together every night, and they were they were chatting, they were gossiping, they were having fun, they were they were with friends, and that's what did it. So connecting, again, is one of the most important things that we can do to find pleasure. N- number four is create, expressing and expanding yourself through artistic activities, maybe reducing your stress. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, let's suggest mm-hmm. I'm not a creative person. I'm more passive. I'm more, how do I become creative? How do you teach somebody how to express their creativity? First of all, discover some creativity inside them and then express mm-hmm. that creativity. You know, I think most people feel as though they do have some creativity within them. Some some people are afraid to express it because they think that they have to be really talented and really good, well, guess what? You don't have to be on The Voice or on American Idol uh, if you want to sing and if you enjoy singing. You could sing in your shower, and that will do just as, just as good, um, have, have just as many positive uh, effects as, as being on TV. You don't have to be – you, you can have a, a, a tone deaf and sing because it, it is good for you. It's good for your spirit. It's fun. You can, I, you can do what I do. I, I have a teenager and I put on some earwormy pop music and we dance like crazy in our living room. You know, so nobody sees us, so I'm not going to mortify her. But I love to dance. And you can dance at a wedding. You can dance at, at, at a party and a gradu- graduation. Don't be worried about people looking at you because guess what? They don't care about you. They're, look, they're worried about themselves. So just dance and have fun and, uh, and feel the music. And, you can do, and that's one of, the, one of the, the fun places you can do it when you're, when you're celebrating. Again, it's a combination. You're celebrating, you're dancing, you're eating, you're enjoying, and you're connecting. Um, so I would just encourage people to give it a try. If it's, there's something that you always wanted to do, I can't tell, as a writer, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and say, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to write. Well, we have things like Wattpad now. We have citizen journalists. We have, um, this is one way that the Internet is, is, is fantastic. Try your hand at writing a short story. Um, you could throw it up on, on, on the Internet, or you could just write it old school in a journal. And uh, you can read it. You can have a salon and invite some of your friends and read it out loud to them. If that's too much, just show it to a loved one and ask for their opinion. And, and, or just do it for yourself. Just read it for yourself. 
You touched upon celebration, but I want to ask you about laughter. Now, there are mm. some people that I know that I'm actually close with, uh, very close mm. with. They are not funny people. They do not yeah. laugh much. They have very serious jobs, and somehow those jobs, shame. you know, can, can carry on into their lives. And they, you know, they they find opportunities to laugh. They they laugh, <laughs> you know, perhaps you know at people, other people, or mm. you know, sometimes with them. Um, yeah. But they they generally are not now. Now, how do you how does somebody like that celebrate their lives? How do they? Oh, laugh? I I feel bad for these people if they're if they're. I mean, I like to hang out with people who are funny. I think uh, uh, sense of humor is one of the most important things. But if you're not naturally funny, then go see somebody who is. You know, as I said, go to a stand up. Uh, show and listen to somebody who's funny or, or watch Comedy Central and, and I'll guarantee you to find somebody, John Stewart, um, he's funny. Uh, there's a lot of Louis C.K., he's funny. There's a lot of funny people out there if you're not funny yourself. But I'll tell you something else about laughter. I'm, this might be tough for your friends. But in India, they have what's called laughter clubs. And this is really interesting. They get together before work for about 10, 15 minutes and they walk around and they laugh. And it's it's not always organic. I mean, you don't just naturally start laughing without somebody telling a joke. And sometimes it starts with just, <laughs> and you feel silly, and it can be contagious like a sneeze. And then you start laughing. One person starts laughing, the other person starts laughing, and you find that they're all they're all just giggling themselves silly. And what they have found is that this is a great way to start off their day. And they do it regularly, and it's, again, it's good for your health because it reduces your blood pressure. It also makes you breathe because when you laugh, you have to take in more oxygen. Um, and it improves our immune system. So laughter is good for everything. They say it's good medicine. Well, it's a cliche, but guess what? It happens to be true. So they have these things here in America um, called uh, laughing yoga. And it's pretty much the same thing that started in, in India. You get together and you start laughing in a circle, in a group. And uh, I'm told that even, you know, fake it until you make it, it seems to work. Huh. Is laughing contagious? It is. It absolutely is contagious. You know that feeling you have when uh, you go to, uh, I mean, everybody's watching, you know, Netflix now, but, you know, back in the day when you, when you went to a movie and you went to a comedy and everybody's laughing at the same joke at the same time and you and you feel the group um breaking breaking up in, into this this sort of universal laugh there's something really in, inspirational about that i mean i it, it it's a it's wonderful because it's a connective thing because you're all getting the same joke at the same time so it is contagious you know, somebody starts laughing. You know how it is. Somebody starts laughing at something, and you, and you start laughing. You say, what's so funny? I mean, it is. It's like, as I say, it's like sneezing. It's definitely contagious. So hang out with funny people. If you're not funny yourself, find some funny friends and hang out with them. Don't you think that laughing is really the ultimate high? As I said, it's the, it was picked as number one. There's a number one by people in the survey of uh, the most fun natural highs. And, yeah, it is. Without a doubt, um, it is the favorite person. Is the favorite person that people like to hang out with the most? The person that you laugh the most with? Well, you know, it's what attracted me to my husband. I mean, I, I think it is for me. I think having a sense of humor is one one of one of the most attractive attributes in a person. Um, and we we use it. You know, we use it to. To when we're having trouble in our lives, it's a it's a coping mechanism, you know, as well as a natural high. It, it helps us to get through, you know, what's not always a, a great day. But you know, if you can find something funny in in that's going on in your life or in the world, then it really just helps us. It helps us get through. So yeah, it it, it is one of the best. Don't you think that sound is perhaps the greatest uh, natural gift we have in this ability to hear one another laugh and, uh, you know, and hear the way we laugh as well, which I find very interesting. I, I have a few friends that laugh a certain way, and when we get on a roll and hearing each other's laugh, there's just no stop. There's tears coming down our eyes. Um, oh, my, my I have friend, a friend like that. Yeah, my Definitely. friend Phineas. You, yeah. My friend Phineas <laughs> is like that. Phineas, if you name. can imagine. Yes, Phineas Gay, wonderful, 
wonderful name and, and, and one of my best friends of all time. Boy, when we get laughing together, it's just it – just, you can't stop it. it it's, it's unbelievable. But what, what is that? What, why is that? Are we understanding one another mentally in your opinion? And, and, or are we both seeking that humor, that, that you know, belly-laughing, muscle-tensing, you know, tear-jerking, you know, breathing problems laughter? Do we seek that and, and find small little things that can induce that high that we experience? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, and yes. I mean, huh. you, you said it all. I, you said sometimes we laugh till we cry. Um, as you said, the, the, the belly, you know, it, the, the belly laugh. I mean, it, it's just it's it's uh, something that comes from within, and it it's all encompassing. And yes, when you have a friend who makes you laugh, that's maybe a funny laugh, and I have one too. Um, it can be very contagious, and, it's, and they're, they're just great people to be around. And it's, as I said, it is, it is one of the greatest and healthiest things that we can do in life is to, is to laugh, and to laugh together with friends is even better because you're connecting. You, you, have, you, know, you can go through, you start talking about old times if you're talking about your buddies, you start to, to, to tease one another or, you, or somebody did something funny. It's so much fun to talk about it again. You recreate it. You laugh the first time when, when your friend did something funny. You can laugh about it again. You bring it up again. You laugh about it again. There's, there's no ending. There's no ending to it. Just keep laughing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to circle with my friend Phineas on a side note just so you know and see if he'd be willing to start a laughing club because I you – know, <laughs> Even he if it's like just perfect leader, he I would be the he perfect is. leader. Perfect, yeah. and, and, and even if it's the two of us, sign me up for that club. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> principle number six, the final principle is is giving. Uh, yeah. t- tell us what magnificent resource and high this can be, uh, and uh, with, with regards to you know the the endorphin buzz you get and 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 all kinds of wonderful things that must come from this 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 gift. Uh, that we can offer, that we have the ability to offer other people? Well, yeah, random acts of kindness, with, especially with no expectations for rewards, can, can lead us on a, a path to joy. There's no question about it. And just about um, every major religion teaches us that helping others is not only a, a worthy pursuit, but a, a, actually a moral obligation. So you can donate your time which is even more precious sometimes than donating your money, but you know, writing out a check is also wonderful to a, a charity of your choice. Um, is a way of getting involved and makes you feel good. And studies show that these type of happiness comes that comes from helping others um, and having a larger purpose in life uh, actually produces more antibodies um, than other types of pleasurable pursuits, which makes it uh, one of the, the best ones, and it helps us ward off illnesses. Um, it lowers our heart rate, our blood pressure, increases our endorphins, the same thing that you get from, uh, from running. So if you don't want to run, giving is a good, thing, good way to get those, the, those feel-good hormones going. Um, it makes us feel less isolated um, if we're feeling lonely, and it keeps us connected uh, to something larger than ourselves. And that, that's, what's really, that's what's really important about giving. It takes you out of yourself, and, and it brings you... Uh, it gets you involved in something that's larger than what's going on. Because sometimes what makes us depressed and unhappy is we're, we're too focused. We're too inner focused. What's going on in our lives? This is not working out. I hate my job. You know, my relationship's not working out. Well, guess what? There's somebody out there who has it worse. I mean, look what happened in Kathmandu. Look what in, in Nepal, the earthquakes. Is, you know, you turn on the television tomorrow, there'll be, there'll be some other horrible uh, tragedy. There's somebody out there who's probably... Uh, suffering even more than you are. So if you can reach a hand out and help that person, I guarantee you you're going to feel better about yourself and about the world in general. You know, I've learned this over the years, and I wanted you to respond to this. Um, faced with the challenge of cold calling uh, customers early on in my career and armed with a phone book or yellow pages and randomly calling companies, I learned by trial and error something quite interesting, and that is that when you position a cold call with a total stranger you never met and mm. you, you lead and open with, can I get your help for a second? Oh. And you pause. You have to say nothing after you ask that question. 
What I have found over the years is that I've never encountered anyone that wasn't willing to offer some help to me in a, 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 a cold call like this. Now, I took this practice um, when I sold my first business into a, a large company called Aquent. They were actually called MacTems at the time. Um, I thought I was going to, you know, leave work for a while and retire and enjoy life, but I ended up staying on with this company, company uh, and they made me director of worldwide sales. <clears throat> and they had never had a salesperson before. I went out on the road and I had to train people on how to sell. So I would walk into an office with you know, 5, 10, 20 people around me watching this new director of sales act. And, and to, to, to earn their respect, I would say, listen, I'd like for somebody to give me a, a phone number that I'm just going to randomly call. And I'm going to show you how over the years I've learned how to communicate with people. And mm-hmm. sure enough, I would ask them, you know, can I get your help for a second? You know, and yeah. I would start to ask. I would use Socratic techniques to, to ask questions. It was always successful. I went into 16 offices in several countries and did the same thing over and over again. And it worked every single time. My point being is that I think all of us inside of us have a desire. Think of that receptionist for a second. You know, she's, she's a gatekeeper. She's entering the phone. She feels empowered when somebody asks for her help. That's essentially what she's doing in her job is helping other people. And I yeah. think it, 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 it transcends so many things. Do you, do you think that's true? And could, could helping other people perhaps even surpass uh, laughing possibly as, yeah. as something that's a fundamental element that we all want to do and all want to give and all want to have uh, you know, help at sometimes ourselves? What's your take on that? Well, I think it's an excellent tip that you just gave to everybody about uh, asking for help and, and not ever being denied. And it, it actually is, is, shows a very positive aspect of human nature um, that most people do want to help. And I believe that's true. I mean, if, you, if you're ever lost and you ask for directions, have you ever stopped somebody who has ignored you and mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, go ask somebody else? No, people will Stop and stand there and take as long as it takes to tell you exactly where you, where you need to go, how to get there. Sometimes they'll even offer to, to give you a lift. I think most people, I agree with you 100%, really want to help others. And I do think, yes, it does surpass laughter. Laughter is, is just a, is a physical, natural high. It's just another way of, of getting that, that, that buzz. But this is, is much deeper and because it, it affects us in our soul and in our spirit and, and our self-esteem and uh, our purpose. It gives us, again, a larger purpose in life, uh, takes us out of ourselves, and nothing feels better than helping somebody else. I mean, that, that, that's really why we're, we all should be here. And, uh, I mean, it's what parents do. I mean, it's what, what, is it, what, what is the reward of being a parent? There are so many. It's hard. It's, there are a lot of trials and tribulations of being a parent, but... Um, what's better than being able to help your child um, get through the hard times, um, even helping with the homework? I mean, it makes it makes you feel good when you help others, and I agree with with everything that you said. Um, and I think it's a great tip that you had. There's another really interesting distinction here that I that actually was part of the same sales training that I did, and you're going to love this as well. There's a real yeah. difference. There's a difference between asking for help versus assuming people will help you. And I'll give you that my famous analogy is this. You're driving down the road. You're late for a meeting. You know you have to take a right turn at, a, at an upcoming light that's like an eighth of a mile away. And you're late. It's like a job interview, first job interview. You cannot be late to this meeting. So you, you pass all the cars in the right lane and you get like, you know, five cars back, seven cars back, and you have a choice right? The choice is you can roll down your window or do one of these nudge things asking somebody, is it okay if I cut in front of you? (laughs) Right? Or you can be the jerk, right? Right. And try to ram around. And what happens (laughs) if you take the latter is chances are people will get upset. They'll start honking their horn and they will try to run you off the road, even if it means you getting on a head-on collision with the traffic coming the other way. It is absolutely remarkable to me 
how, oh, how yeah. I, I have tried this and polled dozens of people this. Like, has any, have everybody ever tried those? Have you ever been denied when you ask permission, when you ask for help? And the answer is always the same. No, I have never been denied. But that's, again, that's it's exactly that important, right. important distinction, asking for help versus that's. assuming people will help you. And, and that's the mistake that I think a lot of young, young uh, teens mm. make is they assume they can go through life just getting things given to them and continuing to, to, to beg and get really good at, at pleading for an extension on a paper and uh-huh. this, that, and the other. You know? So it's a, it's a fine line there. Wouldn't you agree, Jody? Oh, absolutely. And uh, look at all the road rage you, you would, you would uh, solve by following that advice of yours. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. And even just that little, I, 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 don't, I don't drive because I live in New York, but even that little hand, but when I do rent a car or whatever, even that little hand wave, you know, that says thank you, yes. <laughs> you know, to the next driver. I mean, it creates such goodwill. Yes. And so I absolutely agree. Don't, you, don't just assume, don't just ramrod your way through life. Ask first, and 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 you're right. People will. I th- I believe in the greater good nature of people. I mean, there is always going to be a percent percentage of you know not so nice people. Just you got to let that go. That's a, that's you shake it off, as Taylor Swift said. But the majority of people, I agree with you 100 percent, do want to help and do want to do want to give to others. So I agree with you. Jody, it's been, it's been so great having you on the show today. I want to thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Go get together with Phineas and have a, have a good chuckle. <laughs> I have two final questions for you. Who do you oh, want to get a hold of? Okay. Who do you want to get a hold of you, and, and how can they get a hold of you? Uh, uh, people can go to my website, uh, jodygool.com, and I have a blog in there if they want to ask me questions, J-O-D-I-E-G-O-U-L-D.com. And uh, I'm more than happy. Tell me about your favorite natural high. If you have a question for me, happy to answer it. Um, love to talk to people. Love to hear what you have to say. Really great having you on the show today, Jody. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Great talking to you. You as well. And to, I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. And you're adhering to these amazing principles to find your high. Move, restore, connect, create, celebrate, give. Got it all for you here. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Life Tip Show. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.